Hi, my name is Sam Conan, and this is Out of Bounds. I'm the outgoing sports editor, soon to be senior staffer at the Daily Bruin. Today, I'm joined by a few of our graduating seniors in Daily Bruin Sports that talk about the last four years, the past year, and what could come next. So starting off, we have Ryan Smith. He was the sports editor from 2017 to 2018. He was a senior staffer this year. And then we have Angie Forberger, who was an assistant sports editor from 2017 to 2018, and she was the editor-in-chief of the Daily Bruin this year. Then we are joined by Marcus Veal, his first time on the podcast. Marcus has been a staff writer for the Daily Bruin in the last year, and he's been on a bunch of different beats the last four years. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be kind of a, a recap and a look forward uh, just to kind of get your guys' perspectives as graduating seniors. So I know, Ryan, you've been on the show before. You've hosted it with me, but I guess let's just start off with each of you guys kind of introducing yourselves and going through how you got started at DB and what you've done since. I applied to the DB pretty much straight out of high school, got here, did it right away, was on women's basketball my freshman year, loved that year, and then went up to an assistant editor my second year, kept women's basketball, did men's and women's golf, men's water polo, helped a little bit with baseball in the spring, and then I was the top sports editor my junior year. And now I'm doing senior staff stuff, been doing football and men's basketball for the last two years. Yeah, no, we've gotten to work together a lot. It's been a good couple of years. And <laughs> and then Angie, I guess if you just want to break things down a bit, your path. Similar to Ryan, I joined my freshman year right away. I was on women's tennis initially, and then that was my whole freshman year. Sophomore year, I was on women's volleyball to begin with, and then Halfway through sophomore year, I became an assistant sports editor. So then I took over editing for men's and women's tennis, as well as beach volleyball. And then junior year, I continued on as an assistant sports editor, editing women's volleyball, gymnastics, swim and dive, rowing, softball. And then, yeah, this year I've been the editor-in-chief. Great. And uh, we, we were editors together the last couple of years. It's been fun. <laughs> Marcus, I know you, you, you haven't taken the editor in path like Ryan and Angie have. I don't know if you just want to talk about the, the beats you've been on in your last four years. I also joined the paper my freshman year. Got put on cross country and women's water polo my freshman year. And then a sophomore year, I took a break in fall quarter just because it conflicted with band. Spring quarter, I was on the softball beat. And then junior year, I did men's soccer as well as softball. And then senior year, men's soccer again. And then uh, a little bit of baseball before it was unfortunately cut short. <laughs> yep, you know, like all things, just ended a little abruptly this year. It wasn't the way we imagined, but Mark has been great working with you the past few years. Being like a sports reporter at the Daily Bruin or any student paper, really, it's kind of a balancing act. You show up your freshman year and you're all decked down in the UCLA gear. You're going to games, part of the den, cheering like crazy and everything. But so on that side of things, I know we're reporters and journalists, but on the fan side of things, what, what have been your favorite moments since you've got to UCLA? Can I go first? Because I'm pretty sure Ryan's going to steal my answer. Mine, mine's the Oregon game from our freshman year. I'm like 100% sure he was going to say that, but 
yeah, that game was like by far the best. Like that's when we had the one year of Lonzo Ball, pretty iconic. I remember my friend and I, we went to like the poly lock-in right before that game. So we got like kind of seats right behind the basket. It was such a good game. Like literally the best game I've ever been to as a fan, let alone like at UCLA. But yeah, I just wanted to get that in because that was everyone's best game that I know of. Thankfully, I came prepared with a second one. I was at a baseball game. I can't remember if it was my sophomore year or maybe my freshman year. But Nick Kern, I mean, just a short, short little second baseman. He had overcome an illness a year, like a year prior. There's actually a feature you can read on the website, site by Kyle Cardoza about Nick Kern. But he hits a walk-off home run. I think it was against Oregon State. Two outs, two strikes, bottom of the ninth to beat Oregon State. I think it maybe it sent it to extra innings. But, I mean, that, that moment was just unreal just because I was aware of what Nick Kern had overcome and stuff. And he was just pinch hitting. I'd been to games all year, and you just never really saw him. And so that moment was just awesome. I remember being there with my roommate just – having a blast. Marcus, how about you? Your your favorite fan moment? My favorite fan moment has got to be um, when we beat SC in football. Just in recent memory, USC always had the upper hand in football. And I just remember each game, like these past four years, like being relatively close in the first half and then SC just carrying it the, the rest of the way in the second half and just the score just ended up being like a lot to a little every outcome but I was in the band so I had great seats saw everything and it was just a crazy experience like that was one of the very few moments where I saw like all of the Rose Bowl just packed and all the Rose Bowl just excited ready to see a win against SC I knew that wins just in general were hard to to come by <laughs> these last few four years of football but um but yeah that game was just I'll I'll never forget it yeah and then I guess at the same time we're each journalists we spent just as many games like in collar shirts and button downs up in press boxes and courtside and we did it all decked out in UCLA gear so I guess in, in your guys four years here what were the best or most interesting games for you to cover I guess Marcus we'll start with you Freshman year, I covered women's water polo, and before before covering the team, like I knew nothing about women's water polo. I know a friend in high school that played, but other than that, like it was just a completely new experience, and just having to learn the whole game on the fly and like trying to cover it as well, like it was definitely a a challenging experience, but at the same time, it was definitely. I definitely enjoyed it, but it was the national championship game. Michael Hall, my editor, me and him went to Indiana for that tournament. We ended up losing Stephens, Stanford's best player at the time. She scored the go-ahead goal with like nine seconds left. It was a total heartbreaker, and that was the best game that I covered because, one, it was the national championship. Just like being a part of that kind of game like was incredible. But at the same time, it was also the game that like really humbled me the most as a writer, just because I'll never forget this. I asked the coach, Brandon Brooks at the time, I asked him a question that he did not like at all. I asked him 
coach, this is like the third time in four years where UCLA has fallen to Stanford. Like what about Stanford is so hard to beat? And Brandon Brooks, for the most part, is pretty mellow dude. And like he's not animated, especially when talking to the media. But that question just ticked him off and that he did not he did not like that question I asked him and so yeah he just chewed me out but in like the most Brandon Brooks way possible like he didn't like he kept his mellow voice throughout but the words he was saying it def it was definitely a humble experience and it definitely shaped the aspiring sports journalist I I want to become nice Ryan I'll always remember the the Joshua Kelly explosion against USC, and then I loved covering the the win against Stanford for football this year, I'm snapping that long, like decade long losing streak. But my favorite has to be the men's water polo national championship a couple years ago. I'll just never forget the moment they won. All the fans, I mean, we were sitting poolside, and it was at SC, so the fans are all on top of you, basically right behind you, and as soon as UCLA won, all the fans came, like, jumping over the wall past Jack Perez and I. They just ran past us, jumped in the pool with the team. Coach jumped in. Like, just everything was crazy. I remember, you know, writing the rap just fast as I've ever written anything for the Daily Bruin. I mean, it was just hectic. It was ridiculous, but just so much happiness. And I'll never forget, like, how excited the players were and how excited Coach was. You don't really get to see Adam Wright excited all that much so to see him happy it was just a great day nice this sounds it's great wholesome <laughs> Andy, what about you mine would probably have to be last year as an assistant sports editor when i traveled to anaheim for the gymnastics collegiate challenge anyone who knows me knows how much i love our gym team but that meet was one that i feel like everyone will remember because that was when caitlin ohashi did her soon to be viral floor routine and the coolest part about that was one, seeing it live and just knowing as soon as she finished that it was going to be insane, like kind of knowing it was going to be viral. And then after the fact, getting to talk with her and also Coach Val, I think that was like probably the first time I'd ever interviewed Caitlin herself. I talked to Val a little bit before, but that was really cool because I think in a lot of kind of big meets like that, there's a lot of media and sometimes you can get lost. But I remember we were one of the only media outlets there covering it. So getting to talk to Caitlin one-on-one, like immediately after something that became so viral was the coolest thing. And it was a cool kind of humbling experience to feel how big like Daily Bruin could be like as a media outlet and how covering something that was eventually going to be that big could help us stand out a little bit. I remember you, you were there with Joy Hong, who's also an assistant sports editor at the time. And I forget which it was like the two of you sent the video to us before it it went viral and you're like look that's us sitting in the background like watch this go crazy everyone's gonna love this and then like the next day it blew up and you guys were in it so that's the the fun kind of stuff we we get to do <laughs> obviously we don't just do game wraps and recaps at at the daily bruin so i know each of you have had you've each played around a little bit with features, profiles, columns, and other things in your time here. Uh, I, I guess, what what would you say are your favorite stories you've written over the last four years overall that don't necessarily have to be those game wraps? You know, columns are fun. I've always had fun doing them. Features are great. Uh, I think my favorite just experience writing a story um, that wasn't rap related was probably 
the pro day for Josh Rosen and the other guys that were involved that day. That was my first real like football story. It was before I was the sports editor and had this, the men's basketball and football duties, but I just remember being out on the practice field. I got to meet Mike Mayock, who's the general manager of the Raiders now. I was on the field with like John Elway, Vance Joseph, who was the Broncos coach at the time. There were scouts all over the place. It was really just the first time, like it just felt like super big and felt like kind of I made it in, within the Daily Bruin. Yeah, just Josh Rosen was gonna be like a top 10 pick that year. The whole process, that whole day was just insane. And then I remember, like, I was posting stuff on Twitter all day. I had Broncos fans tweeting me, Bills fans, any team that had a pick in the top 10 that was looking for a quarterback. It was just, the whole day was wild, and uh, that was probably my favorite non-rap-related experience here. Nice. What what about you, Angie? I would say for me, probably the feature I wrote on Jada Hart. She was a redshirt freshman at the time. This is when I was a freshman. It was my second feature I had written, and I feel like the reason why this one stands out to me is because I had written a feature previously, but what was different about this one was I really kind of got to dig into her personally and just the hardship she's been through and kind of the things that you don't really see on the surface and getting to kind of experience that style of reporting and writing for the first time was really cool. And just seeing the whole piece come together, I remember one of my favorite things about that story was actually the art with it and just seeing how that all comes together and then I remember that was the first story that was ever CP as we call it or like on the front page and I was just like it was the coolest thing I remember and just getting a bunch of copies and being like wow like I worked so hard kind of on this story and to see it just all come together was so fun. Marcus how about you? I think my favorite non-rap story that I've written was my my feature on Kylie and Brianna Perez on the softball team. Just like really learning more about their childhoods growing up and playing multiple different sports, but ultimately like both of them picking softball and both of them playing for UCLA. It was it was the first time where they were both able to play on the same team because Brianna her freshman year, Kylie was a senior. And so, like, they didn't play on the same travel ball teams and play on the same teams in, like, middle school or high school. And so, yeah, it was just really fun covering their whole process of playing multiple different sports. And Brianna was the number one recruit in her class. And so that just added a whole other element of this almost lifelong process of, like, finally being able to play softball with one another and I remember this was my sophomore season covering softball and they were able to make the women's college world series and unfortunately like they lost in I think the semifinals to the eventual champion Florida State but just like knowing just their relationship and just how they are as people like really made that year of, of softball just really special to cover for the Daily Bruin. Yeah, and it was nice seeing him win the, the year after, even though Kylie wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, so I guess each of you guys have obviously taken a, a different path. We talked about it earlier, whether it's assistant sports editor, top sports editor, editor-in-chief, senior staff, staff writer. I guess it's kind of crazy to think that there are, what, 12 years at the Daily Bruin between the three of you? <laughs> and I guess in that time, you've all gotten close to a lot of teams, covered a lot of teams. Uh, Which would you say were your favorites to cover, like your number one? For me, it would have to be women's tennis, like the first team I ever covered. And I think 
why I was actually the only reporter on that beat. Like I kind of did all of the reporting myself aside from my editor Hanson who did some here and there, but it was pretty much me jumping on every story. And I think what was cool about that is I never really experienced covering a team or like what that could entail. But I think with the women's tennis team, it's a very small team. There's only 10 to 12 athletes. So I think what was cool was getting to know so many of them personally, just getting to talk to them multiple times a week for previews, wraps, kind of everything, and just getting to know them as well as the coaching staff really well. And it just became kind of a really fun experience for them to recognize me and feel comfortable with me and kind of have this friendship established alongside this reporter-athlete relationship. And I think that was kind of one of the coolest experiences I've had. And I think one of the things that made me really fall in love with sports journalism. Marcus, how about you? Yeah, I think for me, the favorite team that I covered was was softball. Just being on that beat for, for two seasons, my first season, um, like I said earlier, um, just covering them up until the point where they lost in the semifinals. It was a great experience, but at the same time, it definitely wasn't the ending that anybody wanted to have. But I had such a fun season that I made it clear that I wanted to follow it for a second. And um, fortunately, I was, I was able to do that. And then that next year, we won the national championship. And so that was an unbelievable experience, just having to cover them when they won. And just like getting to, to know Coach Inouye Perez a second season. She's great. I love, I love Coach. She's definitely one of my favorite people that I've worked with at the Daily Bruin so far. Just being able to cover that team um, was just a great experience. And it definitely helped me uh, want to become like a better writer. And just, it definitely paved the way for me to hopefully be able to be like a sports journalist as a career. And Ryan, how about you? Obviously, it was a great time this year with you, Sam, covering that men's basketball team, the turnaround and everything. Unfortunately, it got cut short. But I think my favorite um, team to cover was the women's basketball team my freshman year, just because the roster was was just super fun to watch. They had Nicole Cornett, Carrie Corver, both of them could shoot the lights out, super likable, fun, bubbly personalities. And then they had their two killers with Jordan Canada and Monique Billings. The team was just super fun to watch. They were really good. Um, it was really that group that turned around that program and made them as good as they are today. They made a couple good runs in the tournaments, but obviously there's a lot of powerhouses in college women's basketball, and UCLA just wasn't up to that standard yet. It would have been nice to see where that team went this year, but that freshman year squad was just kind of the turning point, and it was fun to, to cover that team and be a part of it. There's obviously a lot that's uncertain going on right now because of coronavirus anything else really seasons finishing unfinished uh, but it's looking like it'll be kind of a new era of UCLA sports with Martin Jarman coming in and Dan Guerrero now out of town so I guess what would you guys say you're looking forward to the most in the future of UCLA athletics with you guys taking on an alumni role now I'm definitely excited to have this guy coming in. Uh, he definitely made it clear that he wants to have football and basketball be a focal part and like having that be a bit of a, a turnaround. And when I read about him, something I found pretty promising for the future is that back when he back when he worked at Ohio State, he was part of the coach search committee and he was able to land Urban Meyer back in 2012. While I still want to remain optimistic about 
Chip Kelly and his time at UCLA, I think he'll be able to turn things around. But in case he doesn't, we have an athletic director that's had a history of being really good with being able to recruit like standout names in college football. And so I think I think he'll do a great job. Yeah. How about how about you, Ryan? Being in a position that we're all in, you know, we hear a lot of complaining about the big sports, you know, football, men's basketball, and everyone wants to see them turn it around. But I think when you look look at UCLA athletics from a wider perspective, I mean, it's been in a good place throughout our entire time here. All the teams win, constantly competitive. But in terms of those two big sports, I think it's pretty clear UCLA men's basketball found their guy with McCronin. Um, that team was getting super exciting with what you could argue kind of a average, slightly above average roster in terms of what you would expect for UCLA. And then with football, like Marcus said, and like you want to be optimistic with Chip Kelly, we'll see how everything goes post-coronavirus. But I think Martin Jarman's the right guy to fix that program if Chip Kelly's not the guy. And even if Chip Kelly is the guy, I think better days are ahead for for both of the big the big sports. And obviously we don't have to worry about the other teams because we know that they're going to be in a competitive position year in and year out. Uh, Angie, anything stand out to you? What Marcus and Ryan have been saying, I think it'll be an interesting test just when sports do come back, just where we're at. I think Chip has a lot to prove and I think fans know that. So I'm interested to see kind of the role that this new AD can play in that perception. I mean, I think what we established last year with Mick Cronin is just more to come and just waiting to see if we can continue to build upon that. And I think establishing that kind of longevity and just reputation that UCLA Athletics does have, just kind of trying to maintain that and work with that, I think is going to be the biggest challenge for our new AD. But I think he's up to it and it'll just be interesting to see kind of where we're at a year from now looking back. That's about all I have for you guys, but do you have any final words with DB? I mean, I don't want to make you all emotional or anything, but is there something that you want people to know about your time here and what it meant to you? If you're someone who's listening to this and you're not a part of the Daily Bruin or you're part of it already and maybe you're not as involved in the office or with the people as you'd like to be, I mean, join. Or if you're already in, go to the office, meet these people. I mean, obviously, when we get back and you're you're able to do that, but it's just a great group of people. It's going to be your main network for your four years or however long you're here once you're with the Daily Bruin. It's just a whole bunch of people who are dedicated to one goal. It's a great time, you know, meeting people on the campus, meeting the athletes, meeting whoever it is, whatever section you're in. It's just it's just a great family and it's a great uh, support system to have. Definitely recommend the Daily Bruin to anyone who has any interest in journalism or just having a good network of friends. Angie, any any parting words? My four years have definitely been different than I would have probably envisioned them, but I feel like the Daily Bruin has been kind of the backbone of my college experience. Like I've sort of lived in the office for the last couple years, but I think the biggest thing for me is just the people and the culture that DB is that you may not even realize from the outside. And I think just getting to work with incredible editors and writers like Sam Ryan and Marcus, I've like worked with all of you like pretty closely over the last four years. And I think just getting to learn from other people and also like grow yourself as a journalist and as a leader is a really cool experience. I couldn't imagine my four years without Daily Bruin. I hope kind of as Ryan said that people hear this and maybe step outside of their comfort zone and being a part of DB and kind of seeing what they're capable of. Because I know for me that was 
something I never expected to kind of be in this position, but I'm glad I got to where I am. Yeah, just adding on to what Ryan and Angie have already said, my time at the Daily Bruin has been incredible. Just working with with uh, you, Sam, and Ryan, and Angie, you guys have been able to not only push me, but just support like everything I've been involved with. And um, really, that's just a testament to like how life is like at the Daily Bruin. Like you have a bunch of people, like Ryan said, that want that same goal and yeah, just not only has Daily Bruin helped me in terms of like being a good sports journalist, but it's it's helped me in basically all facets of my education at, at UCLA. And there's not a whole lot I would change. Uh, really just, well, there's one thing I would change and it would it would be just that I wish like I got to know you guys like a lot earlier and just everybody from the bottom of my heart. I, I love you guys and it's been an incredible four years yeah i love you too marcus <laughs> thanks so much to all three of you not only for being on the show today but for four years at db also spending the last few years as great mentors and friends so to ryan angie marcus dylan d'souza vinnie lavacidi matthew kenny claire Britton, rest of the class of 2020 that's been a huge part of db sports over the last few years just thanks so much 